Welcome to the Female Fight Experience, the podcast where we share stories to inspire female Muay Thai fighters at all levels to jump in the ring. Brought to you by your hosts, Smokin' Joe Coverdale and me, Bridget Tuckra. On the podcast today, we have just me and Joe. <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> It is nice, actually. It's less stressful. Like you guess the stressful man. I have to like prep questions and shit. Now yeah. this one's great. I can just talk shit to very, you like every single week. Very low stakes. <laughs> Lower than usual. <laughs> <laughs> okay, today it is our annual Christmas podcast, which really just means it's too late in the year to schedule guests and everyone's very busy. So you and I take the opportunity just to reflect on the year um, and think about what we want to do next year. And I think... I'm just really interested first your like top line views. Like how's mm-hmm. this year been for the pod? Because for the podcast yeah, itself. Yeah, for the podcast. Man, it's been nuts. It's yeah. been like I don't know if you go as far as saying like exponential growth, but in the in regards to how many people we've actually been able to interview, like we're over seventy mm. seventy episodes total now. We've done ne- nearly every single week of the year, I believe. Yeah. And like we've interviewed people from America. Sylvie Douglas being it from Thailand was a big highlight to get her on. Mm. You know, every guest was equal. <laughs> but there's also like calibers of fighters that we've been able to interview this year. Mm. There's been pretty like, we didn't think we'd be able to do it at the start. Yeah, that's I true. So. Yeah. But I think like that's the biggest thing. Like, yeah, it's cool now. We've done it. We're famous. But, <laughs> 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 but we didn't think we'd be able to do it to begin with. No, I think that's true. I put mm. a few questions out on on the stories this week and it's like, you know, which of the guests that you loved? And you mentioned Sylvie there. And I think that was, you know, when we started this, it was like, we had our wish list, like our yeah, pipe dream wish exactly. list. And yeah, Sylvie was up at the top of that list. And yeah, it's amazing just talking to her and seeing how much value, just based on the messages we got from people, how much mm. value people got from her expertise. It's like very fucking cool to be able to share that. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And um, I think we have... <laughs> We keep thinking, are we going to run out of guests? Like, are we going to run out of people to interview? Because I think that's valid. You know, when we started, yeah. it's like, how how should we do this weekly fortnight? I think I suggested fortnightly, and you're like, nah, fuck, let's do it weekly. And in the back of my mind, I'm like, we're going to run out after like two months of people to mm. talk to. Mm. And I think every now and again we get low, but then there's just we get these suggestions, or there's a, a fight and someone's matched up with someone we haven't seen before, or there's some random international that someone will tag in a post. It's like, fuck, there are so many talented female athletes out there that. There yeah. is. There's a lot. And yeah. it's good to see. And it's great to, like, any suggestion that you guys send through through Instagram or whatever, always send it through. We'll always take it on board and, and look to get them on for you. They might be a favorite fighter that we just don't know about yet, you yeah. know? Like, so. Yeah. My um, my great. future guests wish list list is actually very long. I think we're going to have a cracking start to the year. Yeah. I really want to tease the one that, that's just been booked in, but I think I'll keep it to myself. Keep it to yourself? Yes. Tell me um, up there, though. Yeah, yeah, nice. yeah. Um, yeah, you should probably know that. But stuff. yeah, it's cool. Like, like Zoe, for an, as an example, you know, like she got booked in to fight with Brit. We'd, I'd never heard of her before. Yeah, you know me. what I mean? Yeah. But it was great. And then we got to meet her at Rebellion as well. She didn't recognize us, which was funny. <laughs> she didn't recognize me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> she recognized me because I had a stack of Tim Tams for her. So oh, I was like, oh, the association helped. <laughs> Hope she enjoyed those. That would be good. <laughs> no, yeah, that's been that's really cool. The discovery for me is, I think, the yeah. coolest. Um, any, any looking back, anything you think we should be doing differently next year? Hmm. 
I'd like to repeat. I think I've mentioned it to you mm. a couple of times. There's a lot of people I'd like to have again. Yeah. 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 Just just for the sake of the fact that they've done like you look at Michelle Russell, how much she's fought four or five times since yeah. we interviewed her that first time she delved into an MMA fight. We can talk to her if she regrets doing that. <laughs> You're like, I'm gonna tease Not because her about of that. any performance. Yeah, I'm gonna tease <laughs> her about it for sure. Not because of her performance, just because, you know, it's MMA. Yep. Like, understand. Yeah. Understand. Actually thinking back on like um that some of the fighters that we had, just how much they've grown in a year. Yeah, exactly. I got this really cute message from Dory, actually. Um, she was like, you know what? I just realized pretty much exactly a year ago, I was bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, Dory Duncan about to have my first ever podcast interview with you guys off my off the back of my second pro fight. There you now go. I'm preparing for one of the biggest fights in female Muay Thai in Oz. And I just want to say thank you to you guys for the support and the exposure in the sport you give. Which I thought was pretty fucking cool. That's like, fucking awesome. A year, yeah. the difference that a year has made from, yeah, like they're about to go on infliction and fucking dominate. That's this weekend. So that's this weekend. The ten k four woman. Yeah. So, but the magic of podcasting would have happened already by this time this comes out. But um, yeah. yes, yeah. I'll but tell you what, the combat awesome. Barbie, the underdog, is looking Sharp strong. Yeah, shit, I, was, I, know. I watched a few of her promo vids the other day. She's looking strong as hell. So she's gonna bring it. She's gonna it's bring gonna it. It's, it's gonna be good. I'm gonna be very keen to watch that. It's gonna be fucking wicked. Yeah. Who's your, who's your who do you think you're gonna it's going to take that out. Oh. This will come out after it, eh? Yeah. So this is like a predictions episode. Uh, look, I think it's very hard to... I, I think Dory is such a gorgeous style. And mm. I think... I, I really want to see her v. Um, Bryony's oh, muscles. I think we all want to see that. Yeah, yeah. I just think the that style needs to happen thing. as like a five round fight. Yeah, I think on so a show too. anyway. But yeah. I actually think that the the joy for me is all four of those fighters are such badasses. Like I just yeah. want to see all of them fight each other again mm. separately. It's like going mm. head to head as opposed to. But the tournament style fighting for me, it's new. Like watching the eight man at Rebellion, and then reading the articles they put out about the strategy of a tournament. Like I hadn't really considered how much you have to think about how do you how do you prepare strategically for a tournament. So yeah. I think. Even just watching the four of them and the strategies that they employ in that first bout yeah, is going to be true. super interesting. So, being, being that it's only four of them, they won't have to conserve their body all too, too much because yeah. they'll only have to do two fights maximum. Yeah. But, yeah, but still, right. though, you know, if they're used to doing one fight maximum, that's right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, day, you know? no, you're right. Yeah, um, that's yeah. true. So, that was a really, um, uh, like yeah, you didn't really say you're on the fence answer. on that one. Yeah, just like they're all my favorites and you can't have favorite children, just like that. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> um, okay, we got some questions because cool, it is a cool. Q&A pod. Um, uh, how did you two meet? Well, whoever sent this through, go back to episode one. Yeah. No. Where are you being, man? <laughs> <laughs> it did make me, when I read this question, I was like, I would love to hear your version though because you my first version. heard from my husband. Yeah, so I got a, <laughs> I think it was a text message or a phone call from a dude called Viren. Um, who wanted to book his, were you pregnant at the time or you just had, heavily yeah, pregnant. yeah, you were heavily pregnant at the time into doing some Muay Thai. She'd already done and was doing training elsewhere, but just wanted to add a few classes into it. And I said, yeah, sure. Come on down. And then, yeah, Bridget Takara rolled in. <laughs> I'm surprised you were just like, what is this guy her EA or something? What the fuck is he calling him? Um, look, normally I have like people calling about their children. Yep. Not not so much about their wives and that, but 
I get it. Did I tell you why, though? Why he was doing that for me? Did you ask him to? No. Oh. I was like, I, so I was training somewhere else. I was heavily pregnant. I think I was like seven months pregnant. And I was doing that whole, oh, I'm too old. I'd love to fight mm. one day, but I'm too old. And maybe I just don't need it. I was doing that, you know, pity party thing at home. And he was just like, right, I'm going to find a gym for you and you're fucking going. It was kind of like that. And I... I don't know, you know, sometimes your partner knows when you need a kick in the ass and yeah. he just knew I needed that and yeah. just did it. And it's like, you're going to this gym. And I was cool. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. it wasn't from a place of like sussing out where you were going beforehand. It was yeah, me okay. giving up on myself pretty much before I'd even start. Or just being like, uh, you know. What's the point in starting? Yeah. yeah. Or just being, you know, one person pity party. Anyway, so he did that. And then fucking now look who we are. Yeah. Go Varen. Go Varen. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good guy. I'm going to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your three sons will be happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry, children. Mum and dad are staying together. <laughs> um, All right. Well, while, while we're on the topic of yeah, that, then, do you want to? Do you have any tips for pregnant ladies that are petrified about going back to Muay Thai, even though they love it? Two parts. And then training postpartum, what have been the biggest struggles and what surprised you the most? Mm, okay, I want your take on this too because part of what obviously you can't get pregnant, but you do train pregnant women and train a lot of come, them. Yeah. And and I think part of the success or what made it so easy was the modifications that you helped me with. So we'll mm. come back to you in a second. But mm-hmm. um, from my point of view, I think first thing to acknowledge is like pregnancies vary wildly. Like some of my yeah. girlfriends from early on are so sick. They literally can't get out of bed. They're vomiting every day. Their legs swell up and they can't, they can barely move. My sister-in-law had such bad spine issues that she mm-hmm. could barely walk, let alone, and she's an active, physically healthy, you know, woman. So I think just acknowledging, it sounds a bit lame, but like everyone is different. And mm. um, I, I really count myself as someone that was lucky-ish. Well, I, I guess every fit, like yeah. pregnancy is different as well. Every what you be, what you're able to do during your first one, you mightn't be able to do that's true as well and vice that's versa. so true as yeah. well yeah so i was pretty lucky i didn't get too sick i was pretty mo i was pretty able to be mobile and part of that is because i'm physically fit yes but like i like i say i mean i think without being fit beforehand i think it's hard to stay fit during yeah i think the doctors are pretty generic in their advice to around like whatever you're doing before you can kind of do during as long as you're not you know obvious things like getting punched in the stomach are obviously off the cards much <laughs> to your displeasure joe <laughs> <laughs> What did I call it that day? I called it the- my body shield. <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah. I think yeah. you're like, how did you get that body shield out of you? So I can punch <laughs> you in the stomach again. <laughs> Savage. Um, yeah. So I think for me, um, what made it easy though is just like you, you can't do things like get too hot is one of the things. Yeah. Like they say you can't, and that's a really hard thing to Heat, judge when you're used rate. to. But when you're used yeah. to pushing yourself mm. training, it's hard to judge what is too much. So I think you just got to really take it easy. Find yourself a gym that lets you have extra water breaks. Why? <laughs> if you're hydrated before training, <laughs> then what's the deal? No, seriously, water breaks are important. And just like, just taking it. <laughs> I think I did though. Yeah, I you did. did. You yeah. did, you did, yeah. you did. Just take a bit of pressure off yourself, I think. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do things as, as well as you did before. It's going to look ugly and janky. I remember my kicks surprisingly still had quite a bit of power, I think, because you can sort of swing your arms and I found like I could still kick relatively strong, mm. but I, my knees we were like in slow have motion. That, I don't know the exact term for it, where you you get more flexible while you're oh, pregnant yeah, because okay. of hormone the hormones that gets released. and stuff. I yeah, can't remember yeah. the name of the hormone. No, I think I'm you're sure right. someone will send us a message. I'm sure, they will. Yeah. Yeah, you actually like become hypermobile so that you yeah. can. 
yeah. you know, do what yep. you've got to do at the end. Yep, yep. So I think, yeah, from my point of view, it's like just go easy on yourself, do mm. what feels good, don't go too hard, know that it's a point in time and, you know, your pregnancy don't, doesn't last that long. So for, for the pregnancy yeah. itself, though, you gave me some awesome modifications. Do you want to maybe talk through what you do with pregnant ladies? Because that really Well, I think helps. the biggest, the, the thing that I do is just listen. Mm. Right? Like, yeah. if, if, you, if you're not, like... If you don't feel confident in saying, hey, man, I can't do this because I'm pregnant, yeah, then you shouldn't be really be training with that person anyway. True. I know like coaches are there. Like let's just, if you want to put it in like a very simple way, for 15 months, because you've got nine months of pregnancy and then let's just say another four to five months afterwards mm. or 15 months would be six. Anyway, so, whatever. Anyway, ish, yep. You like would expect your trainer to be complicit with any modifications you would like to make. Yeah. And if they want to keep you in the gym and keep you coming, then they will. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because the fact that they're like so many people get pregnant and say, Hey, I'm pregnant. Can't come to training anymore. I want to Mm. cancel or Mm. I don't want to do PT anymore. And those people, like in my opinion, don't understand it. Yeah. You know what I mean? They don't understand that like you should keep going and keep training. (laughs) You'll bounce back quicker if you can. And if you are struggling because you're sick or whatever, that's fair. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. Doing something. it's just like you should get like a hall pass, so to speak, yeah. over being slammed for yeah that yeah. year and a half. And the fact that you're still training is awesome. Yeah. And I the trainer should right. be happy with that. Do something that answers the question. No, it not. does. It does. I mean, yeah. and, and at a practical level for me, it was things like we usually do push-ups on your toes. I couldn't do those because it put too much pressure on my back. So I'd do them on my knees. That's or right. Yeah, we used, like we that. do squat jumps and, and we like, don't do squat jumps because the baby might fall out. So I just do normal squats. And every like every person's doctor is different as well. So some doctors will say, you cannot do anything. Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? You must do nothing but Correct. just rest and walk, blah, 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 blah. Others do- other Doctors will say, go and do whatever. It's so, true. so everybody comes in with a different idea of what they can and can't do. <laughs> it's so true. In yeah. fact, my GP and my obstetrician told me opposite things. So yeah, mm. exactly yeah. right. Yeah. And But like when we were doing like our, any PT knows that through your course, they're just telling you what you need to know so that you don't get in legal trouble. Mm, okay. Most of the time. Which is listen to your doctor you, basically. Yeah. Well, not. Yeah. That aside would just be like you said earlier, if they were doing it before. They can do it yeah. during. Okay. You just do it less. Yeah, just do You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like you can't do any you can't just like if you're just sitting on the couch one day and you get pregnant, you can't just then decide to do Muay Thai. That yeah. is not the no, right time not, to do it's it. Not gonna, it's not the right no. time to do it. If you haven't no. been doing it for at least six months, yeah, you can't I, just start Muay Thai because when you're pregnant. Yeah. That's I a would, bad idea. Yeah, I would not recommend that. Yeah. Um the second part of that question though yeah. was around like What are the struggles postpartum? Oh, struggles postpartum. I mean... Skipping. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's a lot of pressure on your pelvic floor. That's uh, embarrassingly for this third pregnancy, but not for my other two. I had a lot of problems with incontinence. It's really embarrassing. I was like... Yeah, it would have been. What is this? What I was going for a run and down. I was like, am I weeing myself? What's happening here? But I've never had that with the other two. Yeah, that's So I think there's stuff like that when you're skipping and wearing light colored uh, leggings, not a great combination. Mm. Um, So things like that are really, I think they're kind of embarrassing. So then there's a bit of shame. So then that keeps you out of the gym. So stuff like that. Um, so I think, yeah, but again, everyone's different. Like, and like you said, even between pregnancies, it's different. That's not something I had a problem with the first two times. So yeah, yeah postpartum, again, just wildly different. But I'd say for if it's your passion and your pregnancy or post-pregnancy is stopping you from picking up your passion, just, I mean, the clue's in the title. It's your passion. Like, if you love it and it makes you feel good. 
Yeah, if Final. it's your passion, then it wouldn't even be a problem. Well, I mean, yeah. but I but I do think we get like that example where we started this conversation with, which is around me sort of giving up on something that I knew I loved before, you know, very easily because mm. I was pregnant. It's like sometimes you do just need a gentle kick in the pants. But I'd say yeah, that's true. Think about what it is that's stopping you from wanting to do it. Like, what's your blocker? Yeah. Is it the environment? Is it that the training's a bit hard? Or, you know, you're not with the right people? I don't know. What? Just think about what the blocker is, and maybe that's something that's solvable, and you can still do Muay Thai. Maybe you just want to do, like, virtual things at home, or I don't know, whatever it is, but mm. find some slither of Muay Thai that you can do and just grow from there. If you have confidence in your trainer... You should be able to just show up and just do what you can do. Yeah, that's a yeah, that's what I mean. Maybe it's the wrong environment. Maybe yeah, it's you the gotta wrong have, coach. yeah, you, you gotta have the right coach. Yeah. I think to get through a pregnancy while you're training yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right, I got one for you. Okay. Do you think Rebellion will do an all-female fight card in the near future? No. Why not? I also think no. By the way, but probably for different reasons. <laughs> because that's not size mo. I don't okay. think. Okay. Anyway, you know what I mean. Sorry to use your name, so I just assume what Sorry. yeah, but like I think his his whole thing is just like to get the best fights that he can, and I don't think as much as women's Muay Thai is growing and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> I don't think you can have a rebellion card. The, I don't think you can have the same color of rebellion card filled with females. Mm, yeah, I think currently. You know, I don't. I don't think there's enough high-end females. Unless, well, I mean, like you could take them from all, all over, over the, the country. world. Yeah, but that ain't the... like not world, not country, not country, world. Yeah, okay. Because like you think ten fights. Yeah. Can you name twenty, 20 top level world level? Quality, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Or at least sixteen, and then you have a couple of undercard fights. Like it's just yeah. not quite there yet. Yeah, look, and like Muay Thai League do an awesome job of it, but it is like an amateur yeah. through. It's a different. It's a different sort of show. Like, you could probably do a roots one. Yeah, roots. You know what yeah, I mean? That's it. Yeah, yeah. You, you, I, like I could see like a all female roots card. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, and like my answer was no as well. Partly just knowing like the. What, I think it's always coming back to what's the purpose? What is why does rebellion exist? It's to have showcase. It's a marquee, yeah, like beautiful the best time. that he can put together in a night, yeah. And so I think same, not yet. Hopefully, no. the sport grows for women, and that's like an aspirational thing. That mm. then it on its own merits of quality, it's you know it's there. Yeah, but but like in saying that, I mean like if you could get all of the top females from all over the globe together, yes, yeah, yeah, but with one contracts and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You're not going to be able to get them out like yeah. that, but I'm looking too far into it, but yeah. 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 Uh, all right. I got another one for you. Mm. Oh shit. I should have thought about this one myself. What's your, Oh fuck. Am I stealing your questions? Actually you go first. <laughs> you go first. <laughs> no, nah, I've only got that. They're the, they're the two. Oh, you've done yours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about pregnancy for you. Sorry. Yeah, we're very, we're very organised here. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, what, what have been your favourite fights? So the question is, favourite state, national and international fight of the year? Yeah. And this is what I should have put some thought into. I've got two, maybe two of the three, but not a uh, So state. What about you? My favourite state fight was, um, I can't say his name properly. I'm going to butcher it, but Gianna Polo versus oh, Goodman for the state yeah. title. Yes. The like that was like we'll get to the fight in a second, but the the way they 
key that up with the music and the walkouts and all that kind of stuff. The the Irish crowd there for Goodman and that the atmosphere yes. in the pavilion was insane. And then those two fought like fucking animals for five rounds to try and get that that strap. And yeah, Jay Polo came out on top and like it was great. It was really good. I um fucking my cheeks were sore at that point. I was just like from smiling yeah. I was just like yeah it was so intense was yeah. and we had a couple of uh, younger fighters from the gym for the for their first rebellion I was like yeah. this is their first experience of a fight show like you spoiled fucks yeah <laughs> exactly and we had a ringside seat <laughs> ringside seats with assholes. that fight going on yeah that was fucking yeah that was next level yeah it's a good one yeah the national one I've been a big fan of Penipede for a long time. Pendipede, sorry. Yeah. Uh, his fight against Beckham, I think that they fought for world title. That was just awesome. Yeah. Really good fight to watch for anyone who wants to watch a good one. And then international, I didn't really have a lot to go through because like it's all just entertainment fights and stuff like that now, unless you can get tapped into the tie circuit and that. But I really enjoyed watching Haggerty beat up that MMA guy in the kickboxing fight. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. Because yeah. the MMA guy was talking shit. What and was then Haggerty just whipped his <laughs> ass. And I thought it was awesome to watch. So. <laughs> How did he kick his ass? What did he do? What was there? Anything like... No, he just Haggerty'd him. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Haggerty's yeah. got his style and he yeah. just, yeah, used it very, very well. What about you? I internationally thought that I was really pumped up for this Miller v. Alicia yeah, fight. I that thought that was, was a good dope fight as fuck. Too, like, because yeah. Alicia just so strong, and we just interviewed Smiller, I think, mm. and she's just like this sweet. We're seeing her on a video screen, right? So you can't see how fucking tall and imposing she is, but she's like this sweet, young, like sort of giggly girl. And Alicia just looked like menacing, she's a tank. and yeah. yeah, like a tank. So I thought that was going to be such an interesting. And then the fight itself, like Smiller, just yeah. She smelled her. She's outclassed yeah, her. Yeah. Like I know Alicia was coming up as well and wait, so there was that whole element. Mm. But man, I thought that fight was sick to watch. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, um, you're right. And I might this might be recency bias because I haven't properly thought about this question, but I thought um Cowboy Chloe versus Mel, that fight was fucking nuts that we that just was saw. A good fight. Yeah. That absolute Do you know Mel uh, Mel, I'm really sorry if you're listening and you don't want to disclose this, but Mel is in her forties. Cool. How fucking cool is yeah, that? Yeah, it's pretty badass. Yeah. I have people wouldn't like messaging me like, oh, I'm 28. I'm too young to get the sport. I'm like, shut the fuck up. Get this gun to yeah. it. We're going to have to interview Mel then. We are definitely going to have to. Yeah. So, Mel, you're on so notice. You're on notice. Yeah. That, yeah, I thought that was just so much tenacity from both of them. Just fierce, man. It's a class like, fight. Chloe's got great style. Yeah, it's good. really is. good to watch. Uh, spoiler alert. Chloe is coming on in the new year. Yeah, that'll be good. That's going to be great. And she was a uh, requested... Like, who should we fight? She definitely came up as a heavily requested mm. guest. So very happy to make the listeners happy on that one. That was, did you have a national? I don't. No, I don't. I told you I haven't prepped for all of this. All right. Well, how about you give us, so somebody sent this in, yeah. Who, who if we could have dinner with any three people dead or alive, who mm. and why? Okay. It's a weird question. I know it's not it's not weird because I guess uh, people like ask it for fun all the time. But it's like like you start thinking about it. And there's a lot of people. There is a lot of people. Yeah. Um so I think oh man. Have you got an answer to this? Yeah, cuz I sat down and thought about it for a long time. <laughs> <laughs> Go. Uh Jim Carrey. 
because oh, yeah. the dude like was like a mass. His like comedy movies through my childhood and that were just fucking awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. You know what I mean? And he'd keep that. you entertained really well. Heath Ledger because mm. like he died too young, and I don't know. I want to know what was like going on when he like because he was so into getting. Uh, what do they call it when they become their character all the time? Yeah, uh, like um, typecast sort of. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Oh, not sorry, typecast. sorry, sorry. And yeah, I know what you mean. Fuck it. But like, uh, yeah, like method acting sort method of. Method like, acting. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So like, yeah, I want to know how he did it and, mm. and what it was like doing it, and if that is what led him to his demise, kind of thing. Mm. And as only you probably don't know who this is. His name's David Grushk. And he is like being a whistleblower on all of like the alien stuff that's going on. Ah. And he was like on the Joe Rogan experience lately, the second greatest podcast in the world, <laughs> um, talking about like, yeah, there have been, we have discovered alien ships and stuff like yeah. that on yeah. earth. And yeah, there was things that he couldn't say, things that he could say. So I want to get him at dinner and like, <laughs> I want to hear Eyeball more about him. that shit. Yeah. yeah, for sure. That shit fascinates me. But yeah. Uh, interesting. So interesting. I, I really haven't put any thought into this, but this is going to be like off the cuff is going to tell you a lot about my character. So um, Obama, for sure. I would love to sit down Why? with that dude. I just think he is such a... He's such a great orator. Like he's so articulate and thoughtful and... I just think he was, he, he just was so pivotal in American politics. So I think as a massive politics nerd, I think he would be very interesting to talk to. He would be very interesting to talk to, yeah. Um, Dave Grohl. Is that his name? Dave Grohl. Yeah, you shouldn't have to ask yourself that. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, one of those things that, um, you know, when you like put the name in your head and then you're like, yeah. it's like when you say the word toaster too many times and it's like, is that actually the word? Toaster, yeah. Yeah, Toaster. Yeah. Toaster. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. Oh, yeah, David Grohl be sweet as. Yeah. I mean, I just, yeah, fucking. I was also like wanting to put Kurt Cobain on the list. Too. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Mm. Yeah, that's a real good one. Um, Why Dave Grohl, though? He's cool. He looks uh, fun. Looks like a fun guy. Just, I mean, just the music of my childhood, you know. The fooies. Yeah. Yeah, that you've been teasing me about for decades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, the foods are good. Um, and there's a there's a New Zealand musician actually, a uh, chick called Holly Smith, who um, I have just, I don't know. Yeah, there's a music thing, music politics theme to mm-hmm. mine. Um, I won't go into Holly Smith because no one will know. She's she's a really good fuck, but she's just this wicked muso from New Zealand. So, well, she might get a bit more love now. People look her up. Yeah, she's got a wicked voice, Holly Smith. What sort of music she play? It's like, um, well, she's often like the female lead in like the you know the New Zealand like dub vibe sort of music. H O L L I E, Holly Smith, and she's got wicked tats. Actually, you'll like her. She's got some cool tattoos. All right. Anyway, we'll play some Holly Smith for you all later. Oh, Holy Night. Oh. No, not that song. Like, oh no, don't. Don't play it. It's Why not? We like played real, music the other day. It was going to sound too twinkly. That actually was a really good effect. You're like the dude on the Joe Rogan podcast. The, who's <laughs> Jamie. The, who's the, Jamie, look it up Bring for it me, up, Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was fun. That was though. good, actually. Having that and, um, actually, that, I, I think that's... Our podcasts are getting better because we are way more relaxed and you're doing more of that shit as well and the... I think we both are, maybe, but like mm. nice additions like that. That just it is a very conversational. It's getting very. Podcast. It's getting a lot easier to do. It is getting a lot yeah, easier. Yeah, exactly. Starting to not really care what people think about what we say and do as much. Because, but I think it comes you know, across as more interesting and less 
We're less nerdy. Oh, actually, have you ever gone nerdy back and listened to like podcast one? Nope. Me either. Never will. <laughs> <laughs> nope. But I can't see that ever happening. Neither I, me. To be honest, I don't listen to the ones we put out now because I, I don't I really want to listen to my own nasally voice. Oh, please. That was like, that was the year one highlight, voice of the nation, Joe oh, Coverdale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> what was your highlight of the year? Uh, a po- potty highlight of the year? Oh, I think it was um, Janet Todd calling me on WhatsApp. Oh, <laughs> so, so cool. So, 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 so uh, JT, because that's what we call it, because we're mates now. Um, she actually no-showed on us the first time that we had it booked in. And um, I was like, fucking these so- superstars just think they can, you know, just whatever. Waste you know, our time. Just waste our time. So I drive home and then, like, my phone starts ringing and it's like, um, <laughs> uh, it's Janet Todd, but I'm driving, so obviously I can't pick up my phone. And then I get home and I was like, there's a missed call there on WhatsApp from Janet Todd. And then her message was the most hilarious thing, which just shattered all of my mean thoughts that I was having in my head about celebrities. <laughs> it was like, hello, it's Janet Todd here, Brian's student. Like she said her full name as if I didn't know who the fuck she was. And then That's added hilarious. the context of being Brian's student. That's so good. <laughs> and she was so apologetic. And then we talked on the phone. Oh my God, I talked to Janet Todd. And um, she was Damn so apologetic. Girl. And then we, you know, like it slipped her mind. We re- booked and she was just fucking wicked like they say she never meet your heroes to, but yeah. she was just one of those like californian cool just fucking class wicked chick. classy ass. yeah and she now has got my number so i mean <laughs> has she called me. you since no <laughs> <laughs> oh dang you're still waiting for that follow-up it doesn't matter i've still got her number on my phone and i'm gonna <laughs> take that to my grave <laughs> bridget's tombstone oh uh, yeah the date Wife, mother. Janet Todd called me Janet once. Todd called me <laughs> <once>. <laughs> Look, I think like as much as we want Muay Thai fighters to get the fame and popularity that they deserve, I love how humble they all are because they don't get it. It's mm. like a catch twenty two. You know what I mean? Like when when you look at like so uh, people like Conor McGregor, he's superseded MMA. He's famous in his own right. Mm-hmm. But like when when you look at someone. I don't know. Like, you don't get to talk to them because they're too famous. Um, mm. Unless you're, like, a high-end <clears throat> news reporter kind of thing, they ain't going to waste their time doing a podcast. Yeah. You know, yeah. that isn't going to bring them in revenue or a whole bunch of views and, and all that kind of stuff. What's in it for me, stuff. yeah. But I think people love... People that are in Muay Thai, they've got their fame amongst the Muay Thai community, but they haven't superseded just being Muay Thai fighters. Hmm. And they love talking to people that are passionate about the, the, the sport that they're passionate about as well. Yeah. And I think that's what's really, really good about it. Yeah, yeah that's cool. They do deserve more money, though. Lots more money. Do you think, putting a critical eye on what we're doing and why we started, mm. do you think this is achieving or helping with the initial goal, which was, as you say in the intro every episode it's about inspiring more women to jump in in the ring whether that's amateur Mm. or sparring or pro like do you actually think it's even if it's in a small way do you do you think that what what we're doing is actually shifting the needle oh i wasn't ready for that question Mm. good one because i mean i think that's the benefit of having a purpose right you can come back to it and be like well are we actually doing what we set out to do i 
I want to say I don't know, but then my first kind of like response is kind of like, yeah, I don't know. And, and, and I don't know if there's any way to measure that or mm. be able to tell. What I think we're actually doing though is giving like exposure to fighters yeah. that they weren't getting otherwise. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, unless, cause like the whole kind of thing is, is that like, you everybody does it now they do it really well now with social media and promoting themselves but if you were to look at our followers as a database that new fighters can tap into Hmm. to gain fans to then you know what i mean like if we've got a thousand followers and every time we put somebody on they gain 500 Hmm. followers out of our thousand followers Mm. we've helped them you know and I think like that, I guess in turn does help people like if their if their popularity is going better, it's going to help their career because mm. they're going to be able to ask for more money if they're selling more tickets, more online streams and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, awesome. I think we're helping expose like because like Zoe would have got her exposure from being on Roots Against Britney, you know what I mean, which was really good and like hopefully... If people didn't, you know, buy the root stream and watch it, they wouldn't have really known mm. about it. But maybe if they follow us, then they would have known about yeah. it. You know, yeah. like so maybe it's just that there is a positive impact. It's just happening further up the chain, as and more experienced fighters are maybe seeing a bit of help or a bit of lift, as opposed Hopefully, to earlier yeah. on. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I think we're helping, <laughs> and I truly believe we are helping. In especially in growing the female community as well mm. as a community. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but I don't think we're helping in the way we initially set out. Yeah. Like I don't think like 16 year old girls are tuning into our Hmm. podcast and going, yeah, I can do it. I can, you know, because like they have to find our podcast first. Yeah, that's true. And if you're not doing Muay Thai, you ain't going to find our podcast. That's true. So, but then like maybe there's a percentage of people that have been doing it for a few years and I'm and are about Hmm. it and they listen to a few episodes and then... They're like, fuck it, I'll give it a go. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, cool. Um, one of the questions that did come through was like, can you interview more amateur fighters? Mm. Um, I think like just objectively as like amateur fighters are often, I mean, like you do get your 20-year-olds and 30-year-olds and stuff that do it. But a lot of the time they're so inexperienced that they're actually hard to talk to. Yeah, that's true. You know, and, and like I know like it isn't about a product, so to speak. But for, for listeners to get any value out of a podcast, it has to be like fluent and something you're going to mm. listen to and there has to be nuggets That's in true. there. Yeah, you know? like nuggets like, of wisdom and yeah. I think maybe something we could do is get people, especially with the way Muay Thai Victoria is going and people are having six or seven, eight amateur fights and then going pro. Yep. We could get them early on in their pro career yeah. where their amateur career is still fresh and they could talk yep. about it then. Yeah, that's a good call. But actually. as far as getting someone on that's had two amateur fights, they might have been training Muay Thai for six months. Yeah. yeah. What's there to talk about? Yeah. Yeah. In my that's opinion. Good. No, anyway. it's, a good, it's a good challenge. Yeah. And you're right about maybe it's about the more experienced ones that are just about to tip over because I think it's about making it accessible, like feel like, oh, that step that I'm hearing about that person's experience as an amateur is not too far away from where I am now. Like the gap right? between yeah. doing nothing and then pro might feel too big a gap. I'm doing yeah, lots of hand and a lot of the times, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> by the time you get to like, I don't know, if you've been fighting professionally for three or four years, you might have really kind of like lost touch with what it was like to be an amateur as well. Yeah. 
Yeah, you sort of forget, don't you? you kind of move on to I the guess. next. I guess. Yeah. Concussions will do that as well. <laughs> <laughs> but experience. um, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I get no. I guess That's it, it would be a good thing to do, but I, I don't think the the value is going to be in the the listen. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. You know I mean, what I mean? I think like, it's, we can I, if I look if I were to look at it, like, would I listen to it? No. I wouldn't listen to an amateur talk. Yeah. Like for me, that's what. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, but well, Mike, when you leave and go to Thailand, and you and we need to fill the gap. Yeah, maybe we'll do amateur hour, and I'll just do it. Just yeah. <laughs> do amateur do hour it. with some amateurs yeah. while you're away. It's probably not a bad idea. Mm. Yeah, uh, but I mean, like Allegra's already signed on as co-host. Has she? No, 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 oh. no. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing her in for that one. Allegra, Helen, I've got my list of... Um... Well, you could interview some of the girls that we have here that have done a few. Like, you could interview them in person just like we're doing now. Yeah, yeah, that's you know true, I mean? actually. And ask them about it. Take my kid out to the next MVI. MVI yeah, we could do stuff like that. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, there was a theme with the episodes that people loved the most, mm-hmm. I reckon. Um, so, got a lot of, you know, I loved Helen, loved Rosie, Sylvie, um, and I reckon it was that they were the most honest, mm, you know, yeah. yeah. not about, it wasn't about necessarily their seniority and sort of fight experience or they were just the most raw about the ups and downs. I reckon. What do you reckon? Yeah, I definitely agree. And I, and I think they were the ones that were very like easy to talk to about that stuff as well. I didn't feel like yeah. we were trying to get those because that, that's those like raw emotional stuff and like talking about your downs and stuff like that is what people want to hear. Yeah. Because yeah. we've all seen the success because that's what gets put on Instagram yeah. and all that kind of stuff, yeah. right? But like, I think the listeners get true value out of like being able to resemble themselves with people's downs, right? Well, that was the whole thing. It's like this started because people be like, I'm the only woman at my gym. So when I'm down or when I've got whatever, mm. I've got no one to talk to. So it's like, well, let's share stories so that you have that sense of connection. And you don't get connected by just hearing people's ups. That's right. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. you never have any down, you know, never have any tough times or, yeah. Not that oh, it's all man. about Debbie Downers, but that balance, I think. Yeah, you've got to have balance. Definitely. And it's it's good because then, like, we as we're talking to them, we've more often than not been through a similar type of kind of situation. Yeah. So it's very, yeah. Yeah, very I cool. I can't remember what the start of that kind of a question was, but <laughs> I can understand why they were some of the favourites. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. You, yeah. Um, we're going to wrap up soon, but the last thing that came through on the – uh, like the questions on the stories was just around what people want to see more of next mm. year. And interested in your view on this. So we've had a few non-fighters come on. Uh, we've got another couple lined up actually next year to do like um, the psychology side of things. Um, we've got a great uh, strength and conditioning person that we're going to line up as well. Um, but interestingly that the numbers for those episodes are always lower than the actual stories of fighters themselves. So people say, oh, it'd be great to have more of this or that. But actually the numbers show us that people are actually, no, yeah, they're no. more, they're, they're like the stories more than the specialists. Yeah. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It, it <clears throat> yeah. It's like what you want to like, there's nothing glamorous about a strength and conditioning coach talk about <laughs> like the differences between training men and women it's insightful and there's a lot of information but Mm. i guess like when you're thinking about like everything now with marketing is all about clickbait 
it's a hard clickbait to sell. How did we get to the sound bites? The yeah. sound bites <laughs> and the thumbnail is just kind of, yeah. Yeah. I think maybe we could make it more practical or mm. something. Like maybe with those, we could make it more like a, almost like a workshop or a val- some sort of value add so that they're listening and it's not just theoretical, but it's mm. like, he, if you want to do something to improve your SNC or improve your psychology or whatever it is, get your workbook out, write these three things down, yeah, like make it a bit more okay. That's a great value idea. as yeah. opposed to just tell us your story mm. so that they're actually, you know, there's more value coming back from the, from that expertise. I think that's a great idea. Okay, good. I'm full of them. Um, <laughs> ben from Combat Strength. Full um, of what? I'm, Sorry. Shush <laughs> <laughs> you. Uh, ben has kindly offered to come on in the new year and he, I reckon he, currently coaches maybe a dozen of our ex-guests from this from this last year yeah so he works out of js he, does he, he does, does he, yeah he's there yeah. inside a couple of days a week yeah um i think he's based in geelong originally uh or m- most of the time but mm-hmm. um and i i've had uh, ben's been helping me with an online program for the last maybe six months and it's just yeah he reprograms every couple of weeks like really mm. tailored knows the sport like yeah just a real real expert in the combat field so uh, and with women you know a lot of his clients are women so i think he'll be great to get on so ben we will get in touch and suss out a date for the new year should we maybe for people like him start because usually we've recorded the episode we put up the this is who's on this week blah 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 blah. do we need to give people a chance to put up to give us questions to ask him that's a you know what i mean it or the psych coach or whatever yeah, you know what I mean? That's a great idea too. Make it a bit more interactive. Like, well, this is where I'd see the value. Yeah. Yep. We've got this person coming on soon. Give us some questions. You'd yeah. like to hear about it. Look at us workshopping yeah, potty, well, yeah, potty ideas live. Are you all enjoying this? Listen to the brilliance <laughs> of our, our workshop. brains. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to go. We've really got to go. Is there anything else you want to say to wrap up um, the year? Thank you for your support. I think it's been really cool. We didn't, like we kind of alluded to at the start, you know, we've cracked over 70 episodes. We did never expected to ever achieve that. Mm. And, um, yeah, we look forward to bringing you more in the ne- in the new year. It's been fun. Beautiful place to leave it. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. See you. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on the Female Fight Experience. If you like what you heard and want more, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. If you could rate and review us while you're there as well, we'd really appreciate that. It helps this podcast get into more ears and hopefully, ultimately, gets you some more fighting opponents. You can find us on Instagram at Female Fight Experience or on email at femalefightexperience at gmail.com. We love hearing your feedback and any suggestions you have for future interview guests, make sure you send those our way as well. Thank you and see you next week for more Female Fight Experience.